Hello, and welcome to the Art of Living Well podcast. I'm Stephanie May Potter, and I'm here with my co-host, Marnie Dodges-Marmette. We created the Art of Living Well podcast to empower you to live your happiest, healthiest, and most authentic life. Each week, we will bring you inspiring and motivating conversations covering health and wellness topics, including fitness, mindset, food, travel, product reviews, and strategies from a variety of experts, including our own bank of knowledge. We are excited to educate, motivate, and inspire you to change the way you perceive health and discover your art of living well. Get ready to feel inspired. Stephanie and I had such an amazing experience last week. We went to Healing Elements Yoga and Massage Studio in St. Anthony Park, which is really on the cusp of um, St. Paul and Minneapolis. And we went there and we took just a wonderful yoga class. We each had our you know, own massages. I had like an integrated massage, which I've never had before. And the therapist was so wonderful. What, what did you have? I had a deep tissue and I was had so much inflammation going on in my body. It was wonderful, wonderful. Probably one of the best massages I've had. Um, it's such a welcoming community too, Marnie. Like we sat before our massage and yoga class and we had tea. They have like a little, you know, tea coffee shop area and retail space. Which had the cutest little things. Like I could just spend time kind of browsing around in there. Yes. And um, it was just, it's such an authentic place. Like you really could feel that welcoming community and... Um, this inclusiveness and connectedness, really. And they have so many different services they offer. They have all different kinds of yoga classes, meditation classes, massage therapy they're doing workshops and special events and you can actually sign up to be a have like a massage membership so if you are someone that which is so cool yes so healing elements has an amazing offer for all of our listeners first-time customers can receive a one week of unlimited yoga classes for free and $15 off a massage treatment Head on over to our show notes and you'll get the promo code. You can either book online or you can call the studio. I cannot wait to go back. Either can I. Hello and welcome to episode 26 of the Art of Living Well podcast. Today's guest is Jeff Dachas and Jeff happens to be my uncle, he is my dad's youngest brother. My dad is number one um, and Jeff is number seven. So there are seven kids in the family. And um, Jeff is only six years older than me and he grew up kind of like a big brother to me. And so we spent a lot of our child childhoods together. And so I'm just super excited to have him on the show. So Jeff is the CEO and founder of OneDrop, a simple, powerful, and convenient mobile platform for managing diabetes and chronic health conditions born from his own experience. His desire to bring the quantified self-movement, internet of things, big data, and mobile computing to people with diabetes in a simple, fully integrated solution led him to create the OneDrop platform which won the Best Design Award at the Launch 2015 Festival, 
and has also received um, a Good Design Award, the oldest and the most prestigious global awards program for design excellence and design innovation. Jeff is really a digital visionary and a serial entrepreneur. He's considered one of the early pioneers in the development of the World Wide Web. Jeff was involved in the creation of the first banner ad, the creation of the first web animation, and his digital work exhibited as part of the San Francisco Museum of Modern Arts permanent collection. Jeff is also the co-founder, former CEO, and chairman of Razorfish, the world's largest digital marketing solutions firm, where he bootstrapped the company from his East Village apartment and led it through its successful 55 million IPO. And now, 25 years later, is, has over 20,000 employees in 100 cities on five continents, and it generates around $2 billion annually. Jeff is an Ernst & Young Entrepreneur of the Year winner um, and a finalist in Austin. He is also the 2016 recipient of the NYU Steinhardt's Distinguished Alumni Achievement Award. So as you can see, Jeff has done a ton in his lifetime so far, and we're super excited to have him as our guest today. So Jeff, so happy to have you here today. Where to start? I remember visiting you in Austin, Texas with, our, with my daughter, Sage, and your daughter, Ruby, who are the same age. And we went on an outdoor run together. This was a few years ago. You had just found out you had diabetes and you started telling me about all of these business ideas you had in relation to your diagnosis. And I'm not even sure you remember this day but I remember our conversation so clearly and you were so excited and passionate about all these ideas you were having. And just fast forwarding to today and what you've built, and I'm so impressed with how you took these concepts and ideas that you had and you were dealing with a personal problem and you really wanted to make a change for yourself and for other people in the world. And so you created this company called OneDrop. And I'd love to have you tell us, you know, your story kind of from when you discovered you had diabetes to creating OneDrop, trying to help people out in the world that are experiencing similar issues that you had and the feelings that you were having. And if you could just kind of tell us in a nutshell, your story. Well, first off, I want to thank both of you for having me on the podcast. This is really an exciting opportunity for me to to, to talk with you both and, and engage in the discussion of, of wellness and well-being and all the things that you guys talk about. I'm, I'm really a huge fan of what you're doing. So so thanks for having me on. Um, thank you. I, I think, Marnie, as you mentioned, I'm Jeff Dotsis. Um I founded a company called OneDrop in 2015 actually started really started the idea started coming together in October of 2014 and that was really a about a year after I was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes so I was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes in September of 2013 I had um I had lost a lot of weight uh the summer of 2013 uh and really dropped about 30 pounds in in just a few short weeks um, I wasn't overweight by any means at the time. And so uh, I, I was kind of excited. You know, my workouts were working. And, and all of a sudden, <laughs> uh, after years of exercising and eating right, uh, all of a sudden, I, I dropped 30 pounds out of nowhere. 
Um, I also happened to be, you know, thirsty all the time, just constantly could not get enough liquid in my body. Um, and then consequently also, you know, you know, having to pee a lot. Um, and I remember over that summer, I happened to have a conversation, um, with Jordan, um, Marnie's husband, who happens to be a, a doctor. And I just said, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm thirsty all the time and I'm, I'm, I'm peeing and I'm, and I'm, and I lost all this weight. And he, he said, you know, you have diabetes. And I said, how can I have diabetes? You know, I, I, I eat good. I'm a runner. You know, I, I, how could this possibly be the case? And he said, yeah, I mean, it's almost certain that you have diabetes. You need to go get this checked out. And I thought, you know, this would suck. I don't know anything about this condition. I don't know anything about what it is and how did I get it? You know, um, as some backdrop, and I'll get to the story in a sec, my dad had type two diabetes and we always thought it was kind of a bizarre black box of like things that my mom would do to help my dad with his diabetes. Like we didn't understand it at all. I didn't understand anything that she was doing. I didn't understand anything that he was doing. I didn't understand why he was having the experiences he was having. And I just thought it was just like, oh, his diabetes. And um, so anyway, I, I go to the doctor. My doctor says, yeah, you, you have diabetes. I was like, oh man, crap. And he said, but you might have type two, but you also might have type one. And I said, what's type one? Wow, what is this thing? You know, this. And he said, type two is insulin resistance. And your body becomes resistant to the insulin it produces. Type one is an autoimmune disease where your autoimmune system attacks your pancreas, kills it, and thus your body doesn't produce any insulin. And I'm not sure which one you have. There's a special test that you need to get for type one. Um, but why don't I send you to a specialist? So I went to the specialist that day. I got tested that day. Lo and behold, I walk out the door with um, type one diabetes. After getting about six minutes with a nurse practitioner and an insulin pen and a prescription and a pat on the back and I was out the door. And I was like, all of a sudden, like, I was like, this is healthcare. This is the healthcare system. I was, I was, I was like shocked. And I went home and I cried, I cried, I cried. I, I sat, I curled up in a ball. I remember next to my bed and I, I just kind of sat down and went, shit, what, what just happened to me? This, the dark, you know, diagnosis, Mm -hmm. you know, what's going to happen to my kids? What's going to happen to my family? Am I going to be able to earn money? Am I, am I going to be in the hospital? Am I going to, what's the future going to look like? The future became very dark all of a sudden. And I didn't have any information. You know, I didn't really know anything about type one diabetes and I didn't know anything about type two diabetes really. And now all of a sudden like, ugh, you know, yuck. Yeah. And also like all the equipment that I was given, I was given this glucose meter and it, it reminded me of a garage door opener. Yeah. <laughs> um, it looked like the giant, like the garage door opener thing. Right. You yes. Know? And, and, I, yeah. Right. And then I was given an, um, an insulin pen and all the stuff that you're supposed to do with it. You're supposed to like do a Santa wipe, you know, to, to sterilize where you're supposed to inject. And you're supposed to sterilize your fingers before you prick them. And so now I'm pricking my finger with a sharp thing and it hurts and I'm checking my blood. And then I'm supposed to do some math to try to figure out how much insulin to take. I'm supposed to take insulin before bed and before each meal and after each meal. And like, ah, my head started to explode. Um, and I really was like, wow, if me, Jeff, who fortunately, you know, has good insurance and, you know, I've been fortunate enough to have an education 
you know, I, 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 if this is the treatment that I'm getting in the healthcare system, you know, the, the, the six minutes with the nurse practitioner and out the door, no understanding how to use this equipment, all this stuff you're supposed to do and no real understanding about it. And then like being overwhelmed, you know, um, if that's my experience, what's it like for, for people who aren't in my situation or, you know, who struggle with two jobs or, or who may be single parents or um, have uh, kids that have um, issues or disabilities or things like that, or other problems, you know, that, that I'm not, fortunately, you know, not, don't, don't have. And so I thought, gosh, there has to be a better way. There has to be a better way to think about this thing called diabetes. And so I started to you know, do a little bit of research about it. And I think, Marnie, maybe when, I, when we went on our run, that's probably when you caught me um, starting to think about what you could do. Because the system today, most people, and you know, you'll, you're, you'll, this is going to be a theme maybe in this conversation today around what is healthcare today in the healthcare system mm-hmm. and what is self-care and the things that we do for ourselves to, to be more empowered in the way we take care of ourselves. Because the healthcare system isn't really a healthcare system. It's a sick care system. Yes, exactly. Yes. It's set up to treat us, to treat the symptoms of the problems we have when we're sick. Right. And the guy in the white coat, the doctor, is supposed to know everything and fix us. We're, we're going in with a broken elbow, I, I need to get fixed. He puts the cast on, you know, he gives you some medication and some, and, and then like a few weeks later, like you're feeling better, right? You're, mm-hmm. you're getting fixed. That's called acute care. Um, or you have a stuffy nose and a, and a sore throat and you go in, that's primary care with your kid, you know, or you go into the emergency room for something, you know, God forbid something emergency, you know, that's, you know, emergency care. But for the rest of us who have to deal with things as we get older, chronic care, and just by the way, chronic care represents eight out of 10 healthcare dollars, right? Eight out of 10 healthcare dollars are spent on chronic care, chronic condition, a thing that I can't do anything about for the rest of my life other than, than manage it. Chronic care, you know, um, I think has to be something that we take control of, that we're in charge of, that the doctor who, who's trying to fix us can't fix us. The healthcare system can't do anything about that. And so I thought to myself, you know, I wonder if there's something that I can do with some of my experience to try to change the trajectory of how people care for themselves. And that really was the genesis of One Drop. Marnie and I had had some um, great discussion that day. I was very motivated about some of the ideas that I had had um, and now subsequently, we've turned that turned that into a company, and, that, and that's one drop. And I can talk about that a little bit, but I'll, I'll pause there. Yeah, well, just, I mean, there's so much that you said um, that's so insightful, um, and particularly the last comments about healthcare, and we won't dive into that because I think we could go mm-hmm. on a, a rat, going down a rabbit hole on that. Question, what were you doing before you founded OneDrop? Like you were, you know, you were obviously doing something else work-wise. You got diagnosed with diabetes and all of a sudden you just founded one drop. So I'm just curious, <laughs> what's your background? You know, that obviously you have an intellectual curiosity and you were driven by your own diagnoses and the treatment that you received or lack thereof. Um, but could you just share a little bit about that? 
so uh, you know, uh, for, for the last uh, 25 years or so, I've I've been or more actually, um, I've been an entrepreneur my whole life. So I've I've, I've always started and owned my own businesses. Okay. Um, I was fortunate enough at a very young age to start one of the first kind of big internet companies called Razorfish. Um, and at Razorfish, uh, I, I was fortunate enough to hire a whole thousands of people that were much smarter than me um, to be able to build some of the first things in the internet, you know, the, 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 okay. the first web animation ever, or the first um, banner ad ever, or the first uh, shopping cart software, or just a whole bunch of stuff. Um, and I'm giving you just examples, but all of the internet and the way that it works today and the things that you know of today, we did very early versions of at Razorfish, um, you know, way back when. And that um, experience, not so much me, but in the ability to work with some really talented people in expressing the most creative and interesting and progressive ideas in digital technology allowed me then now, you know, several companies later to take that experience and bring it to bear on a problem that I'm personally having that we thought if we got it right, that we might be able to impact the lives of millions of people. Um, and you know, and I, and just to tell you the story, like I, I, I had just sold my last company in 2000, in between 2013 and 2014. And I had a conversation with, with my wife, Jill about like, you know, I'm thinking about this idea. I think I'm going to start another company. And she's like, no, no, you are not starting another company. Um, that is absolutely not what is happening. You are not starting another company. Uh, and, and you're supposed to be on the beach, you know? Um, and, and then I said, I think I'm going to start another company in healthcare. Ah, no, I can, you absolutely cannot start another company. And for sure, it cannot be in healthcare. That's the last place we want to start a company. Um, and so, you know, but I, but I laid out a case and I said, hey, you know, I think there's a better way to do this. And I think we can impact people's lives. If I can impact one person's life, my own life, is it worth it? You know, yeah, maybe. <laughs> if you can so, impact two people's lives, you know, <laughs> okay, we're on, the, we're on the road to somewhere. And so um, we, we, with the blessing of my fabulous wife, Jill, I, um, we started One Drop um, with the idea that I think we can empower people to you know, take better care of themselves in ways that the healthcare system doesn't really support. Oh so gosh. speaking okay. of OneDrop, let's dive into that a little bit. Um, tell us exactly, you know, how it works. How does the app work? How does the glucose meter work? What type of data does it provide to your um, customers? Is it for type one diabetes, type two diabetes? So many questions. Yeah, <laughs> Those are great questions. Um, and, and for a long time, by the way, the healthcare industry has really segmented a lot of this stuff so that people who are type ones feel different than people who are type twos and they have a different condition, obviously. But um, in the end, they do a lot of the same stuff. Um, uh, but so, so I'm thinking, you know, we, ha we had a vision for one drop that was based in the idea that if we, if, if I had enough data and information about the way I was managing my condition, that I could actually predict what was going to happen to me in the future. And if I could predict what was going to happen to me in the future, that meant that I could avoid problems before they happened. Mm -hmm. Right? 
if I knew that I was going to gain 20 pounds in the next um, six months, if I just knew that based on how I was eating and whatever, and then I had something or a system that could tell me what not to do to not, you know, gain that weight, would I do it? Probably. I probably, I probably would act on some of that information and I'll explain why. You know, when the doctor tells you lose weight and exercise, that's a big amorphous concept. It's very hard to do for everybody. So the doctors tell you to lose weight and exercise. And by the way, as soon as you leave the doctor's office, the doctor is saying to themselves and to their, to their, to their uh, colleagues, they never listen to me. <laughs> the patients, they never listen to me. They don't listen. I tell them to lose weight and exercise and they don't do it. And when you go home as a person, you're saying to yourself, lose weight and exercise. Yeah, I know I'm supposed to do that, but how? How am I going to we come in as health coaches, but that's, that's a whole right. That's right. That's exactly right, right? Those are big <laughs> concepts that, that need to get broken down into goals and small steps that you can win at, you know? And anyway, my point being with all this is like, could I, with the, the right amount of data, make people more aware of what they do and what happens to them when they do it and then what's going to happen to them in the future? And so that was the concept. Could we predict the future for people with um, health issues, um, particularly in diabetes? And what, they, you know, I wrote it out on the whiteboard and it looked great. I looked, um, I have this whiteboard here and it looked awesome, right? It, everything looks good on the whiteboard. Um, and then you start getting into how am I going to do this? And that's where, where things get difficult. So we started out with OneDrop as a simple app to log all of the things that you do related to your diabetes, your food, your medication, your um, physical activity, your glucose information from your glucose meter. And we brought all that together into a place where it made sense to you. You could see what you did and what happened to you when you did it. And then we built a community around that. So you could see how other people were managing their diabetes, de-identified and anonymized, but still a sense of like, I'm not really alone in this. I'm not going through this process where it's only me. And by the way, diabetes is a very lonely disease. It's extremely lonely. Nobody really knows what you're going through. Everybody's always throwing in their advice and their, their comments about what you should eat or how you should do it or blah, blah, blah. And, and in the end, like, it's just you. And so with this very lonely condition, having this community of people around you on OneDrop, you know, really, really helped a lot of people. And then we layered in coaching. We layered in certified diabetes educator or nurse practitioner one-on-one -on -one dedicated coaches in the app that you could talk to anytime. And then all that time we had been working on um, the OneDrop wireless blood glucose meter, which um, we decided to make sexy. We decided to make the garage door opener glucose meter into something <laughs> that people felt great about. They took out their OneDrop kit. They prick their finger with, the, with the, the cool finger pricker thing that looks like a Marc Jacobs lipstick. <laughs> they, really, you know? Yeah, they, yeah. love it. It's gorgeous, Please. right? When, since when was your medical equipment or your disease state gorgeous, you know? And when we start bringing gorgeous into the picture, you know, you change the way people feel mm -hmm. about engaging in their health. Now, all of a sudden, instead of being a diabetic, I'm a diabadass. <laughs> and I, I, I bring my diabadass self right to the table, man. I, I show up for dinner. I, I put my diabadass kid on the table. And now I'm 
thinking about my health and my wellness in a way that's different than the doctor chastising me about what I'm eating and what I'm exercising. I'm all of a sudden invested with this gorgeous kit and this thing that makes me feel better about myself and the app and the community and my coach and all this information that I now have. Now I'm feeling a little more in control or I'm feeling a little better managed or I'm feeling more diabetes than I did before. And so really that's where OneDrop began. The glucose meter, you know, we decided to make it extremely affordable. We made test strips delivered direct to your door, you know, with a subscription. So in the app, you just sign up and you have all your supplies delivered direct to your door, like your subscription boxes you guys might be familiar with or Harry's razors or, you know, yep, some yep. of those other, other Sephora, uh, uh, Birchbox or some of those other yes. things. Yep. And um, make it affordable, make it convenient, make it accessible to everybody. OneDrop's available today in 195 countries worldwide. Wow. Um, make it useful. Um, and, and so all of those things, accessible, affordable, useful, are not gorgeous, are not things that the healthcare industry talks about. Or anything you'd associate with healthcare, it's got accessible, affordable, effective, gorgeous. Yes. Makes me feel good about myself. None of those things that I just said are, are anything that you would affiliate with uh, going to, to the clinic or, or, or the hospital or whatever. And so when you start to make people feel better, when you start to empower them with data and information, when you start to empower them with equipment that they feel great about, they do better. Mm -hmm. They engage. They feel better. When you start to show people how they can feel better, how they can feel more empowered, how they have more information, how they're doing better, you know, now it's a virtuous cycle and it gets going. And so that was the beginning of OneDrop really was, was uh, the app was what we started with. The, the coaching is what we added right after that. And then we finally got our meter FDA approved and we launched the glucose meter in 2017. And so we've been selling um, the OneDrop glucose meter uh, since, since 2017. We're now in Apple stores. So you can go to the Apple store, physical retail store, uh, all those gorgeous products are there. One drops right, right, right in the mix. Uh, we yeah. happen to also be in, in Walmart. Uh, so if you're in uh, there's about 280 Walmart stores now nationwide, you're going to see us rolling out in most of the big box retailers this year. And so there's a lot, lot of new exciting stuff happening. But um, so just to, uh, clarify, that, to clarify for you, type one or type two diabetes, you can use the kit, correct? Correct. I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't answer that question. I, I uh, I just yes. want listeners to know what, yeah, totally. whatever type so, of diabetes they yeah, have, they can That's use right. So, so, so type twos um, absolutely uh, use the glucose meter, uh, get coaching, uh, use the app, uh, any of those combinations, you know, absolutely. Type one, 100% yes. I have type one diabetes. I use OneDrop every day. I use it to manage my condition. What we've been able to do now for type ones and type twos are what we call glucose predictions and glucose forecasts. So we can predict your future blood glucose values up to 24 hours in advance. And so you get like a, a, a forecast, like a weather map in one drop, um, telling wow. you what your blood glucose values are going to be. That's so and cool. it's super accurate. And so, gosh, if I knew before I went to bed that I was going to, have a low a, a, a low blood glucose moment, you know, then I could do something about it before something bad happens. Um, same thing if I was going to go high 
Or let's say I was going to get in a car, you know, one of our users, um, she lives in Northern Michigan and she has to drive 90 minutes from her daughter's house back and forth um, every other day. And so she gets afraid at night to drive um, these, this 90 minutes on the, on the icy roads, not so much because of the icy, but because she might've taken insulin and it might cause a problem and she doesn't know about with one drop now, she's feeling safe and, and uh, helps, helps take some of the burden off of that. So yes, type one, type two, LADA, which is latent autoimmune diabetes, uh, for, for that happens in adults, a gestational diabetes, you know, people who are pregnant or going to get pregnant typically have, um, some issues related to gestational diabetes. One drop is for all those people. Uh, we have programs and, and tools uh, available for all of them. Um, and so it's for everybody really. Yes. What about kids? Yeah. Kids that- too. Um, we, we don't, um, you know, we want kids to get their parents permission to use the product. So let right. me just say, um, but absolutely when, if I was a kid and I had to wear like the chunky garage door meter you know, <laughs> um, or take out my diabetes meter, which one would I rather have, you know? Um, and so, and, and one drop comes in a bunch of the cases come in all these cool colors. I, I don't have them right here, but um, so there's personalization that allows you to make it, make it yours and make it, make it, um, you know, if you like the, the camel colored case or the tan one or the ca- cappuccino colored one, um, you can really personalize one drop to make it your very own. Yeah. I saw that on your website. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Can you give us like a bigger picture of just how bad the diabetes problem is both worldwide and in the United States? Yeah, that's a great question with a sad answer. Um, there are about 30 million people with diabetes in the United States. And for context, there's 300 and change million people in the U.S. So about 10% of the population in the U.S. today has diabetes. Um, of those, or about 3 million, have type 1 diabetes, and 90% of those have type 2 diabetes. So, um, and then just to break it down even further, of those 30 million, um, again, 3 million are intensive insulin-managed type 1s. Um, About 8 million of the balance have type 2 and take insulin injection. And then the rest of them, 20 20 and change million or so, um, uh, have type 2 diabetes and don't, and only take oral medications. So, You've got a, a spectrum, right? Super intensive insulin managed people that have to manage with insulin, which is a, a very blunt instrument. Uh, uh, some people with a little lighter insulin management, uh, which still is a blunt instrument. And then a lot of people, you know, with type 2 diabetes um, taking oral medications. Um, and then you've got 80 million Americans with prediabetes. Okay? Yep. And then you've got basically half of the population that are obese. <laughs> So obesity, prediabetes, and diabetes kind of all go together in some ways. Um, let me just say this for everybody's record. Diabetes is genetic. If you don't have the gene, you're not going to get diabetes. So only people who are genetically predisposed to diabetes are going to get diabetes. It's not the fat person's disease. It's not the lazy person's disease. It's not the, there's, you didn't deserve diabetes. You didn't do anything to get diabetes. Nobody gets, does, does anything to deserve or get diabetes. But you do do things that might trigger your genetic predisposition to diabetes. And, and, and being sedentary can be one of the things that triggers that, lack of activity. Or gaining weight can trigger that, right? And so, um, so, so just want to make sure there's no blame around for anybody. You know, typically um, type 2 diabetes comes with a stigma attached to it. And let me just say right here, like, uh, you know, nobody uh, with type one or type two or any, any chronic condition for that matter um, did anything to get it. 
Um, you know, these are things that happen to people and, and the best thing we can do is help them make choices so that they're gonna live healthy with these conditions. So you got uh, 30 million Americans with diabetes, you got about 60 million Europeans with diabetes and then about 500 million people globally with diabetes, 500 million people globally. That's set wow. to double, that's set to double in the next two decades. Um, and where you're seeing the fastest growth in diabetes is in the, the, com- the, the countries that are developing or newly wealthy countries. So Saudi Arabia has the fastest growing diabetes population. China, super fast growing diabetes population. And, and, I, and I have to posit this, I have to wonder, does it have something to do with modern industrialized food that is coming into these societies in yeah. a way that yeah. wasn't there 15 or 20 years ago? Right? Yeah. I mean, let's talk about it, right? Yeah. High fructose corn syrup in yes. every product that has a package on it, 100%. Like, how is that product taxing our systems in a way that's costing us, you know, with, with these healthcare problems that we're seeing? So 500 million people worldwide with diabetes, another 500 million people worldwide with prediabetes. Mm-hmm. So a billion people with prediabetes or diabetes, are, you know, you're talking about a huge pandemic. You know, we're, to, we're seeing coronavirus recently and they're talking about that as a pandemic. Diabetes and prediabetes, pandemic, for yeah. sure. Yes. Uh, and the cost of diabetes, let's just talk about that for a second. Yeah. The most expensive healthcare problem today in society, bar none. There is nothing more expensive in society today than diabetes. Yep. Mm-hmm. 200 and, oh, no, it's 312 mil, billion, 312 billion dollars a year spent annually in the US on diabetes. That's a huge number in a 3 trillion dollar healthcare economy. You know, you're talking about a bunch of a bunch of that money is going towards diabetes. 850 billion dollars annually globally spent on diabetes. That's insane. That's crazy. It's insane. Yeah. Right? Annually. Now, let me just back, let me, let me, let me just continue on this. If we're spending all this money and you have all these pharmaceutical companies and hospitals and doctors and um, the entire healthcare industry taking in, you know, massive amounts of money to treat all of these people with diabetes, right? They're treating the symptoms of people with diabetes. Guess what the improvement the, the, the one measure that people use is called hemoglobin A1C. How, how dramatic has the improvement been for people with diabetes over the last two decades, given all of the money that we're spending? We're spending you know, dr- new drugs, new devices, cool new things, all the stuff that's happening directed at diabetes. How much improvement has there been, do you think, in the last two decades? Very I'm guessing very little. Zero. Yeah. There has been zero improvement in the lives of people with diabetes. In fact, people have gotten worse. Yep. So what's going on? Mm-hmm. What is going on in a society where we're spending $850 billion a year or $312 billion a year in the U.S. on treating 30 million people with diabetes ineffectively? Well, it goes back to the healthcare versus sick care sick issue. Right. right. And we're not preventing right. anything. There There's no go. preventative care. Yeah. Can, can the doctor pull a lever by giving you a drug and telling you to eat right and exercise and change the trajectory of your condition? I will say no. I will say that people need to engage in better self-care. And right. how do we empower them to do that, right? And yeah. so I'd love to, for you to talk a little bit more about this coaching program because I think this sort of leads nicely to that. Um, 
and I know it's like an online chat, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, and maybe, you know, it sounds like really one drop, you're trying to take a more holistic approach, if you will, I'll use that kind of broadly, to helping people better manage their life with diabetes. And, you know, you talk yeah. about exercise a little bit, because that was one thing that I wasn't super familiar with. You know, I don't know anyone super close to me that has diabetes, but just monitoring your workouts and your glucose levels based on what you're planning to do. Um, obviously, there's just a yeah. lot you guys need to be thinking about every minute of every day. So, Well, the goal is to try to, you know, think less about it by building, you know, skills and, and habits really around, um, you know, making sure that your behavior is is just oriented towards making good choices um but but yeah coaching for us is a big thing i'll tell you that our coaches you know provide one of the most valuable services to our users in the sense that as i mentioned diabetes is very lonely and so if you have somebody to talk to or ask questions whenever you feel like asking the question right oh hey i'm about to go out to birthday cake dinner with my family and i'm sort of stressed out because it's like i'm going to eat the cake and I know it's going to cause me to go on a crazy excursion with my blood sugars. What are some techniques or what, what you got any advice for me? And in a few minutes, you're going to get a text back from your coach helping you make some choices. You know, what could I do in the instance when I'm offered the big slice? Could I have a smaller slice or could I, what can I do with, with regards to some of that stuff? And I, that's a simplistic example, but the coaches are there for you. Two, four, seven, three, six, five. They're available for you in chat when you're ready to talk about it, mm -hmm. you know, not when it's convenient for the doctor. Oh, he's not in the office on Thursdays. Well, guess what? My big problem is on Thursday. <laughs> um, oh, oh, the, the nurses can't see you until you know, two weeks from now. It's like, hmm, healthcare that's convenient for the, the doctor, that doesn't, that's not very useful to me. Right. Healthcare that's convenient for when the, the office is open. Oh, you're closed from 1230 to 130 for lunch every day. Like, <laughs> when do you think I have a break during the day? During lunch, you know? Right. How is it that, that, that that's how the system delivers care to us? And so, you know, OneDrop has coaches that are available 247-365 right there in the app, right when you need them um, to ask questions and, and, and work on a personalized program for you. We have these personalized programs. I, I, I didn't mention to you that we sell our entire package of services into the... Um, self-insured employer market. So mm -hmm. employers pay, pay for their, 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 uh, their employees' health care, and a lot of them self-insure. Which and is so, amazing. Yeah, um, because it's more economical to, to, for, for, for the companies to do that. And so um, with that, we sell a set of programs. We sell diabetes, pre-diabetes, high cholesterol, um, mm -hmm. high blood pressure, and weight loss programs into those employers in a single unified experience right there in the app. And our coaches address all of those issues, high oh. cholesterol, high blood pressure, weight loss, prediabetes and diabetes, um, all through those employer-sponsored programs. So, uh, and you'll see us later this, this year, um, rolling out those same programs to consumers as well. Uh, oh, that's so we great. started, yeah, so that's our, our multi-condition offering. And, and, you know, some of you know that um, Bayer is a partner of ours uh, and, and Bayer and, and OneDrop are working together to, to expand that into even other conditions. So super exciting stuff. So how do you believe that OneDrop can help employers then and individuals reduce the cost? And all, obviously, while having a better quality of life, you're, you're already doing that. But just as we talked about the broad and astronomical expense associated with diabetes, 
and healthcare well, in healthcare in general, in general right? How, yeah. how do you see one drop reducing, reducing those, those costs, costs and improving the quality of the patient care, really, mm -hmm. right? So we never use the word patient at one drop, just FYI. Okay. Sorry. And let me just say that because people are people. They're not patients. Right. You know, 8,759 hours a year. I'm, I'm, I'm just living my life. You know, it's about an hour a year that I get to spend in the healthcare system. And only then am I a patient. Only then am I referred to in the context of the condition that I have. Uh, the rest right. of my life, when we're just hanging out and I'm living, going about my life, eating pizza or whatever, like I'm just a person. Mm -hmm. And so I don't ever want to be thought of as a patient because the dominant portion of my life is just me as a person who happens to have a thyroid condition or happens to have, you know, diabetes or happens to have these other things. And in no other context of my life, am I a patient? Mm -hmm. So the fact that there's a three and a half trillion dollar industry sucking money out of the system and treating me like a patient, because I'm a target for their drug or a target for their service or a target for their their hospital bed that that feels awful to me that's not how we that's not how we should be we're people we're people and we happen to have you know things wrong with our health so how can we engage in that process to to better serve ourselves um so so you know with regards to to taking the cost out you know first and foremost one drop really tries at every turn to deliver an affordable service so as an example our app is available in 11 languages in 195 countries for free. Wow. For free. You can manage your diabetes, not using our meter and strips, not using our coaching, but you can manage your diabetes very well and participate in our community and have a very valuable, useful, free tool to allow you to, 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 to do better with your health for free. Everywhere in the world. And with that alone, I think we're making tremendous strides towards empowering people with data-driven solutions to, to make better choices with their healthcare. If you want to decide to use one of the diabetes one drop meters, again, affordable. Um, it's not something that you, um, you know, are coming out of pocket for in a, in a big number. Um, the test strips, unlimited test strips delivered direct to your door every single month, $45 a month. Yeah, I was yeah. looking at your pricing and I was actually shocked at how low it was. Yeah, you know, I mean, very, um, affordable. very affordable, very affordable. If you just buy a 50 count a month, which some people do, you know, uh, it's, it's much less expensive. And so and then we eat the shipping that includes customer support, that includes everything. It's, it's very affordable just on its own. Um, and that includes unlimited coaching. Mm -hmm. yeah. You subscribe to OneDrop, you're not just getting a meter and strips, you're getting unlimited access to your coach in the app. So again, trying to provide something that's affordable. But when I think about um, the cost of healthcare and what companies pay for their insurance and things like that, um, I'll just highlight, you know, there really is no incentive in the market whatsoever, anywhere, not to doctors, hospitals, or clinics, not at insurers, nowhere in the, in the system today is there any incentive to lower prices. Right. Right. No one is incentivized to lower prices. Okay. Mm -hmm. Why? Right. Insurers. And I, I think some of you, you, you some of your you listeners may know this. Insurers in the U.S. are required to spend 80% of the premiums they take in on services. Right. Mm -hmm. And they're able to take 20% that's left over for administrative costs and then profits. So if I have to spend 80% of my premiums on services, 
what's the best way to grow my profits? Grow the cost of the services, right? right. Jack up the prices, right? If I spend, if I was spending $100 on services last year and now I'm spending $120 on services this year, that means I can grow the pool of my premium that I can take in as profits. Right. That's how insurers make money in the U.S. health insurers. They keep growing the pie. The pie gets bigger. They, their, their percentage of the pie stays the same. But the pie just keeps getting bigger. Right. Right. So healthcare costs have to go up if insurers are going to make money. Yes. Now, what happens in the process? Everybody's kind of getting fat and happy. Doctors are okay with prices going up because <laughs> everything gets better. In, you know, hospitals, prices of beds, prices of drugs, prices of every, all the billing stuff, everything, all the prices go up. Everybody's happy. So why would there be any incentive in the marketplace today? Who's going to give back their share? Nobody, right? So we have to come at it a different way. You know, my, my view is that healthcare is going to get transformed with these mobile phones, right? Yes. Wouldn't you rather you know, see a doctor or talk to somebody or engage in your healthcare right here on the thing that you always have. You have it at the bus stop. You have it while you're waiting for the appointment. You have it while you're waiting to pick up your kids at school. You have it with you. You can engage in your healthcare all the time. You don't need to wait for the doctor to come back to the office after lunch. So we think mobile care delivery, you know, mobile phone-based systems that are allowing people to engage in their self-care are really where we're going to start to suck cost out of the system. Yes. Awesome. That was a long-winded way of answering your question. <laughs> I love that you're going to be at the forefront of this. I can already see it. So it's awesome. So just knowing you personally, obviously, um, I'm always like so amazed, Jeff, by your positivity and your kind of glass half full attitude. Pretty much every time I see you, you have this like positive way about you. <laughs> And you have a vision and you just get it done. And you work so incredibly hard. You fly all over the world. You're so happy all the time. You know, I guess we've heard a little bit about what is motivating and driving you. Um, but I really, I see that you really exude confidence no matter what obstacles are thrown at you. And I know that this has not been an easy path. I know you've had a lot of obstacles along the way. And I really admire so much how you've just kind of plowed through it all and continued on your path. And I think that your mindset has a ton to do with your successes and your positive attitude. And I just wondered if you could talk a little bit about this. Um, yeah, I, I, from a very young age, my mother um, has always said, think positive. And um, in a way, you know, for me, uh, she's been my inspiration my whole life um, in terms of my looking forward. Um, she's an incredible woman and um, her energy and, and life view for me, as I mentioned, you know, is truly ha and has always been, you know, my inspiration. Um, and then as, you know, I've gotten older and started to, you know, have my own family, um, there's a sense of um, immense amount of gratitude that I have for the, the blessings that I've been given, diabetes included. Diabetes has been one of the biggest blessings of my life. And I look at it in terms of um, as, as, a, as, a, as an opportunity to um, take a sharp reminder uh, multiple times a day to stop and breathe and 
be open to the blessings that the universe can give you if you're just there listening to receive them. And so for me, you know, my diabetes and this finger prick that I do multiple times a day forces me in a way to stop, be grateful for everything that I have around me, be humble for all the things that I know that I'm, you know, struggling with and um, think positively about, about the future. And, you know, all of that is rooted in such a deep level of empathy that I have for my condition and people that are, you know, suffering with diabetes and, uh, and, and other chronic conditions. You know, I know what it's like. And so when I bump into one of my customers who's struggling um, and I get to get to talk to them, you know, it's such a blessing for me to engage them and know that I know where they're coming from and they know where I'm coming from. And we're talking to each other on a much deeper level. And what that empathy imbues is a massive amount of respect for, you know, the lives of, of, of people and the things that they struggle with. And so if I was going to pull it all together, you know, it's like um, this, this moment of presence that allows me to be humble and grateful, um, rooted in empathy and respect. Um, and, and, and that way of being for me um, allows me sort of to, to have a, a, a view that, that for me is, is remarkably positive going forward. That's, that was beautiful, Jeff. That really I mean, was beautiful. So well said. So well said. <laughs> I, yeah. Um, yeah, thank you for those words. I know our listeners <laughs> feel the same, so. Yeah, it, it does make you stop and think. It does, it does. And I think that's something, what you just said is a great practical tip um, and advice for all of our listeners, which is something we always like to actually leave them with at the end of each episode that they can implement today, immediately after they listen to this. So thank you for that. Oh, thank you guys. Uh, you know, being present is, is uh, the only way to be, right? If you're carrying all this crap with you about what happened years ago, or, or you're worried about like what's going to happen tomorrow, it's like you can only deal with what's happening right in front of you right now. And that's all that matters. And um, having the mindset where you're capable of dealing with right here and right now gives you like freedom. It's just freedom from all the garbage of the baggage that we all build up and carry around with right now. Just let it go and focus on right now. Absolutely. Um, so before we wrap up with our last question, where can um, people find you? Where, how can they find OneDrop? Um, what if they want to subscribe to your services? So um, you can find me uh, on Twitter at Jeff Dachas. Um, you can find us on the web um, at www.onedrop.today. Um, you can, um, and we're on Instagram and all the other places too. Um, uh, and we'll link and all then if you're in the notes though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you're interested in, in, in buying OneDrop, um, the, the hardware, we sell our, our glucose kits, uh, like I said, in Apple stores, in Walmart stores, or, or online at Amazon, Best Buy, uh, Walmart.com, Apple.com. Um, and then if you're not interested in one of those kind of retailer situations, you can come right to, to um, 
one drop dot today on the web um, and you can purchase right from us on, on the website uh, as well. So okay. those are a lot of options. And then if, or you can download the app, either Android or, uh, or uh, iOS stores. And from in the app, you can also buy our products. So um, the app is a great way to get introduced to OneDrop and then you can decide if you want to think about it uh, in terms of upgrading your subscription or, or trying other ways to, to engage with us. So you can just start with the app and start then... with the app for free. Yeah. Okay. See how you right. like it and then go from yeah. there. Absolutely. Type one, type two, gestational lotta, all the people with diabetes, and then soon to be hypertension, uh, high cholesterol, weight loss, and prediabetes on the consumer side. We're all, already selling those packages in on the, on the employer side. Um, yeah. And, yep. yep. That's fantastic. And if your employer, if you're if you're at an employer and your employer doesn't have OneDrop as one of the options, reach out to us because we'll we'll make sure we get in contact with your employer to provide OneDrop to all of the employees of your company. Okay, and we'll That's link that great. up in the show notes as well. Yes. Sure. Yep. I'm sure there are a lot of um, people out there. That, I would love that. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, well, thank you guys, really. Um, so as we wrap up this amazing discussion, Jeff, um, one final question we like to ask all of our guests is what the art of living well means to you? <laughs> well, that's a great question. And I think it's probably unique for everybody. Um, the art of living well for me uh, is really reiterating on some of the things that I already mentioned is being, uh, being present right now, right here in the moment to, to receive and be open to all of the wonderful things that life um, presents to us. If you're too busy or you're wrapped up in other things or you're not focused right here and right now, you miss all the good stuff that goes by. Mm-hmm. And when you're here, we get to have these great, in you know moments and those moments lead to other great moments and those other moments lead to other opportunities that that just emerge and then when those things happen and you can be grateful for them and you can respect where they came from and you can have empathy for other people who may not be as fortunate as you uh and and you can live your life humbly then you know the blessings just keep coming and life is really really good and that for me is the art of living well Love it. Yes. That's amazing. very well said. And I, I mean, you do live your life that way. I'm, I can attest Marty to that. Marty can attest to that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so thank you so much, Jeff, for doing this. Oh, thanks for, thanks for having me. Marty and I just created our private Facebook group and we're inviting each of you to head on over to Facebook and join this new community. We're so excited about it. We really created this group so we could connect with our listeners and form our tribe as we go, as we grow. And um, this group is really meant to be a safe space for our members. To connect and support one another. You may laugh, cry, and really provide opportunities for everyone to grow. That's one of the benefits of the community is to have the connections and the accountability. And you'll even have direct access for Q&A with both of us. Um, so we're just so excited about it. And we're really hoping that you'll join us on this adventure. So head on over to Facebook and search the Art of Living Well podcast private Facebook community. Thank you so much for listening to the Art of Living Well podcast. We are so grateful that you joined us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend or anyone else you think may benefit from this information. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast, 
leave us a review, and tag the Art of Living Well podcast on social media. If you want more inspiration in between episodes, you can find us on social media at the Art of Living underscore well on Instagram and Facebook, where we will share snippets from our daily lives and our journey to living well. Thank you.